You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Chris Jennings. We have been talking, where are the ducks? Basically, wintering and migration, waterfowl distribution, um, we've gone through weather, we've gone through different habitat, landscapes, annual rainfall. On to the next topic, we're going to talk about hunting pressure and how hunting pressure impacts waterfowl distribution across the entire continent. I've got Dr. Tom Mormon here, DU's chief scientist. He's going to bring to light some very interesting points about hunting pressure. Uh, Tom, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Chris. Glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about hunting pressure and how, I, mean, I think everyone knows that, you know, if you shoot at a duck, it's going to fly away. But landscape wide, I think people have a little bit of a misunderstanding of, you know, when there's just consistent pressure on a certain population and maybe it's just a, uh, let's just, as an example, in Southeast Missouri, when there's just so many hunters and, and such limited habitat on, in some cases, um, what are ducks doing? How much will they put up with? I'm, I'm sure if, if we could all answer that question, we'd, we'd, we'd figure it out. But there is some science behind it, right? There's some. It's actually one of the more poorly studied elements of waterfowl management. I mean, we're, the Fish and Wildlife Service is, is really good in doing data-based harvest management. So our regulations on harvest are pretty clear, and the populations are well managed in that regard. But harvest and hunting pressure are different animals. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way to think about this is for your personal duck hole, if you overshoot it, 
the response of the birds is going to be to quit using it mm -hmm. on a consistent basis. Now, scale that up. If all around you, say, in a circumference or a radius, let's just say, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 miles, what have you, if there's not a refuge where birds can go and be undisturbed, yeah, and that doesn't necessarily mean they have to have food on it, they just need to be there undisturbed, and we'll get to what they probably do in the absence of food. Um, if they don't have that, then you can also blow them out or at least thin out the density of birds because of disturbance. Yeah. And it's not just necessarily shotgun shells going off either, right? Absolutely. It's hunters accessing places via all kinds of relatively new technology for them. ATVs weren't real common until, say, the late 80s, mm -hmm. maybe early 90s. We now have surface drive boats. All those things let hunters get to places where ducks maybe were harder to get at and mm -hmm. maybe they had some some refuge benefits. So there's that kind of disturbance. There's shooting disturbance. And, you know, there can be other forms too, but those are probably the two big ones. And as I often tell people, ducks, you know, of all things they don't like, they don't like to get shot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this goes without saying. It's not necessarily bad that any do, but the survivors learn. Yeah. And you can bank on them learning. And so the more shooting that's going on, the more missing that's going on or taking birds out of big flocks, there's a reinforcement of, man, what's going on? What's yeah. going on? They're learning disturbance. That. And so they take avoidance behaviors. And so people get nervous, you know, or hunters sometimes get upset about seeing a bunch of birds sitting on a refuge. Well, there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. They've been disturbed and, and access to those other habitats is precluded and they're, they're hedging their risk, right? If I fly off this place... Yeah. Something's going to go boom. And I may not die, but it scares me. So I go back. Yeah. Now, they still have to feed, right? So they have to feed every day. Uh, Mallard's going to need somewhere on the neighborhood of a fistful or two of some kind of food, native plant seeds or, or agricultural waste grain or something. And so we also see birds in the face of heavy hunting pressure become nocturnal. Yep. And I know probably lots of hunters have seen that, but... That is a response to hunting pressure that often we kind of overlook. Mm -hmm. Birds have access to your habitat as soon as legal shooting hours are over until they begin the next day. Yeah. And in the right conditions, they'll sure enough make use of it sometimes all night. Yeah. And then they'll leave before shooting starts, and you can watch them, but you can't shoot them. Yeah. It frustrates hunters a lot. Absolutely. It's simply a response to hunting disturbance. There are other things that come into play here. Um relative to hunting pressure and hunting success annual production is a pretty big deal um, the number of immature birds or young birds in a fall flight in years where there's good production mm -hmm. of waterfowl uh, in the prairies and in the boreal forest the riches are spread far and wide across latitudes yeah. so even in the deep south there's still young birds and hunter success goes up in years like, unfortunately, I think this one's going to be, um, you know, it's pretty dry in across Canada this year, so production's probably not going to be great. That's going to mean a population dominated a bit more by adults. Those young birds that are produced, you know, they're vulnerable, and so at northern latitude, hunters get first crack at them, mm -hmm. and they're going to thin them out. Yeah. And so by the time folks at mid and southern latitudes, you know, they start birds start to arrive. They're going to have a lot more adults. And remember, 
these birds have learned once yep. or, or more. They've seen a few decoys. And, and if you don't believe that, think about snow geese. I was going to say, that's the example. When's the last time you saw snow have? geese flying about 40 yards high? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They hardly ever do it yep. unless conditions are just really horrible, windy, foggy. Mm-hmm. That's a learned behavior. Yeah. And it's probably getting reinforced genetically now. And so it's, it gets, they get to be harder and harder to kill. And I think that's, a, that's something that, that people will reference regularly. You know, talking about the, you know, you see the juvie population of, of light geese. And that's a very, it's very indicative of how that next season is going to be. But people don't necessarily relate that with even mallard. You know, the, the common hunter doesn't really relate that. But it may, it's a key factor in the fact that, you know, these mallards are learning the same way that the snow geese are. That's a great point. Yeah. And, you know, the other caution I throw out for folks is usually sometime in August, the Fish and Wildlife Service publishes their breeding population survey. Well, that's a survey of adult birds in May. Yep. And it does not necessarily translate to the fall flight. Uh, the juvenile production could be much higher than anticipated if wetlands are good, but much lower then you might think of just looking at the number of breeding mallards, you might think the population is going to be great. Yeah. Well, it might actually get worse. Uh, it'll decline if it's really dry. And so you got to be able to temper that with an understanding of what happens from, say, late May through about the 1st of August. Yeah. If conditions are good, things will be good. If conditions are not good, set your expectations accordingly because there are probably going to be fewer immature birds in the fall flight which means you're going to be working on adult birds, and we all know they're harder to kill. Yep. You better get your game on. You better get hid. You better get your call tuned. (laughs) Yeah. Better not blow a bad note. (laughs) All that stuff, right? Yeah, they'll figure it out. Yeah. No, and that's, uh, you know, that's a a very good point of tempering those expectations. I know uh, just based off of last year, me personally, I've decided to go into this waterfowl season with absolutely no expectations and just – go in to say, hey, I'm going over to duck camp to have a good time one way or the other. So, And I recommend everyone do that. That's always a, a very a very strong move. So if you go in with low expectations, you can't be upset. That's right. Well, Tom, I appreciate you joining me. This has been great. Um, I think what everyone has to do now is kind of check those weather apps, keep your eyes peeled for that next, uh, next big front, and, and hope for some real winter weather. And if the weather cooperates, hope everyone has a great duck season. Yep, be an optimist, but balance your expectations with weather and think about production. Absolutely. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Special thanks to Dr. Tom Mormon, our guest today, and a special thanks to Clay Baird, Ducks Unlimited podcast producer, who does a great job putting this show together. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for supporting Wetlands Conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.
Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our long-time partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. 